From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with our producer, co-host, Elaine Harlan, and welcome to an historic broadcast. This is so fun. We are now uh, live streaming across the world with the Lighthouse Live on the uh, Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. So good to have you with us and to be part of that. And uh, just a reminder, friends, if you'd like to find out what's happening at Advancing Vibrant Communities, our website is www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's www.vibrantcommunities.org. And if you click on that little red flashing doohickey there, that little technical (laughs) talk, uh, why it'll take you to our daily update page and uh, tell you about new opportunities to serve and also thank yous to those who have stepped out of the four walls of their homes and churches to personally serve the needs of others. We uh, so much appreciate your involvement in that. Right now, before we go on, and and Elaine, a wonderful program tonight as business leaders in our community. And, the business uh, boys and girls of the community. There you go. Yes. Come in and uh, we talk about uh, what's happening as we uh, go out and infiltrate the mm-hmm. community for uh, for Christ. Before we do so, however, let's check in for a weekly update from our friends at Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks. It's 180 AD, Carthage. The proconsul is giving a group of Christians one last chance to come to their senses and swear supreme allegiance to their emperor. Sparatus responds, I do not recognize any empire of this present age. Sentinus adds, There is no one whom we fear except the Lord our God who is in heaven. A third accused man, Donata, maybe says it best, Honor Caesar as Caesar, but fear God. Proconsul sentences them to die, never understanding that these men are not enemies of the government, but their citizenship is in heaven, and their first loyalty is to God. For more stories from The Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. And back with the live here on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas with you. And uh, just a reminder, friends, coming up on Tuesday, January 23rd, a great opportunity as Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute will be holding court, no pun intended, uh, (laughs) here in uh, Modesto down at the uh, Center Plaza. And it's going to be a time of talking about 
issues and opportunities, legal issues and opportunities facing the church today. And uh, Brad and his staff will be talking about everything from uh, legal challenges that churches have been experiencing of late. Uh, also, nonprofit ministries will want to take advantage of that uh, as well. And we'll even get into the human uh, relations part, the human resources part. Those of you who are in uh, HR departments may want to come as well as we talk about some of the uh, moral issues facing uh, churches and faith-based institutions as uh, interesting court decisions come down. All those kind of things you need to be prepared for. Brad Dacus will be here to talk about that. It's from 10 in the morning to 1 in the afternoon. Again, that's Tuesday, January 23rd, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, we would love for you to come. And uh, it's it's free. Lunch is provided. And lunch is provided. You know, we always uh, say, you know, if you want to get cops and pastors somewhere, feed them. (laughs) And, uh, so, Feed them. They will yeah, come. <laughs> they will come. So anyway, we uh, would like you to take uh, advantage of that opportunity. All you have to do is give us a call. We'll be happy to reserve a place for you. Give us a call, 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. Or you can email us at info at vibrantcommunities.org. That's info at vibrantcommunities.org. Well, speaking about Brad Dacus, mm-hmm. let's check in for this week's legal update. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. After losing in the lower federal court, Michael Newdow has filed his appeal to the Ninth Circuit in order to get the phrase, In God We Trust, removed from our nation's currency. Well, in response, the Pacific Justice Institute and the U.S. Department of Justice have filed legal briefs to once again defend our national motto. Now, attorneys for the Department of Justice and the Pacific Justice Institute will be the only lawyers who will actually be appearing in court to argue this case. So please keep us in your prayers, and let's all hope that the Ninth Circuit will follow the favorable decision of the lower federal court. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. Well, and speaking about great opportunities, we have some opportunities for you folks we to do. serve in our We area. have some. This is from the Volunteer Center for the United Way. And uh, you hate to say the tax word. That's almost a, You know, you just don't want to say it's Bummer. tax time, but yeah. it almost is. And you can help out. You can actually volunteer to help those who cannot do their taxes like me <laughs> <laughs> um, with the AARP Tax Aid Program. Prepare federal and state income tax returns for seniors ages 60 and old. Well, I'm not quite quite there yet, but almost. Anyway, volunteers are needed. You mean getting your taxes done or Oh, I, it was, I'm sorry. Go it ahead. We <laughs> don't want to go there at all. all right. But this is a, this is a great time. Uh, you need to be comfortable working with numbers and have some familiarity well, with tax forms and that leaves us out. But an informational meeting is going to be held uh, at the Trinity United Presbyterian Church in Modesto for those interested. Training for new and returning volunteers will be held beginning uh, Monday, January 15th. Again, that takes place at the church. The AARP tax Aid program is the nation's largest free, there's that free word again, we like that, volunteer-run tax counseling and preparation service. They help more than 2.5 million people nationwide to file their tax returns. Uh, They did that last year. And there's a lot of people that we serve on a daily basis here at AVC who cannot do 
things well, like that. Well, no, they can, and, and many of them, the seniors that we deal with, their families have abandoned them, uh, and, and it's a scary thing. It the is. IRS is scary anyway, but... Uh, to you know, to be to feel so defenseless mm-hmm. and not have information is quite a thing. So, I encourage you to take a opportunity to uh, to help out in that way. Absolutely, do you can also take the opportunity to help someone to read. You can teach an adult to read and actually change their future. Many many people within our county uh, have very low literacy skills, and about fifty one percent they say cannot read well enough to decipher a bus schedule. It kind of makes you wonder what they do with their prescriptions and things like that, mm. but. Scary. It's just uh, it is scary, and volunteers spend just a couple of hours a week uh, to help increase again a student's basic reading skills, uh, utilizing an easy to follow phonics based curriculum, and uh, reading works is where that happens. Wednesday, January twenty ninth is an orientation, and if you're interested in that, we'll give you a number to call here shortly. The Salvation Army Red Shield Corps. Uh, where you can help kids, you can actually coach kids uh, to play indoor soccer, and that takes place at the Salvation Army Red Shield. Share your knowledge of the game with girls and boys ages 6 to 12 years, and that starts again the first week of January through the end of February. Hard to believe a brand-new year is. Amazing. It's kind of scary. Adult volunteers must pass a background check provided by the Red Shield and be familiar with the game of soccer. That always helps. Salvation Army Red Shield Center is a Christian-based community center for people of all all ages whose purpose it is uh, to provide positive character building activities by offering educational, recreational, social, and spiritual programs. And of course, we have a long list of opportunities for you here at AVC. You can call us anytime, everything from uh, serving uh, single repair uh, jobs for people to donating uh, needed furniture for um, people who were formerly you homeless. Know, it, it really is an amazing mm. thing. And of course, many of you just check the website, uh, the Daily Update page that, in the morning. Yes. But it's an amazing thing. We'll get a, we'll get a call for, uh, gee, I, you know, I, a family coming out of homelessness, mm-hmm, yes. and they need a refrigerator. They can't afford one. And you think, where in the world are we going to get a refrigerator? And yet God provides. We'll post that, email the information out, and, you know, believe it or not, some believer will say, well, gee, we just bought a new one, or we have an extra one in the garage. And it's just amazing to see how God makes those connections. It's a tremendous blessing for those in need. So that's what it's all about. Now, the Volunteer Center of the United Way, if you're interested in any of these other items, please call Barbara Borber. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. She'll be happy to hear from you. You can always give us a call here at AVC, 209-544-9571. Well, you know a group this size, and we're so excited to have everybody around the, the round table here, but a group of this size and of this caliber doesn't need one more thing to do on a Monday <laughs> afternoon, but we are so pleased to have with us today Mr. Larry Cook, welcome Larry, Georgia Chapman, Pat Chavez, we know very well, Mr. Pete Baker, Dr. Robert Chen, and John Evans. We want to welcome you all to the show this afternoon. Well, and, uh, you know, I, I think one of the significant things, Elaine, is how God uses men and women in business uh-huh. to influence the community and, and grow the kingdom. And uh, so oftentimes we compartmentalize our lives. You know, this is, this is work, you know, and this is church, and this is family. And in God's economy, it's, it's not broken up like that. It's all integrated, and the folks that we have around the table today are, are living examples of how God does that. They are, each one of them. And, you know, I know that you all don't think of yourselves as shakers and movers in the community. 
But when I think about the Lord Jesus Christ, he didn't act like or he didn't, you know, radiate to the people of the community as being someone uh, influential or, um, but he certainly was the most influential and controversial uh, person of in all history. But I'll tell you what, you people, and, and, and we know each one of you, and just having you here to uh, openly discuss and share with us um, this week and, and this evening is just a, a tremendous pleasure, and we just appreciate you doing that. Our calling, um, when I think about what you all mean in the marketplace, our calling, uh, I think about humble beginnings. And, Georgia, I'm going to ask you to be the first. Just move right up on t- to your close to your microphone, real close and personal there. First, I just want to thank you. It is always so good to see you. We go back. A long ways. A long ways, yeah. yes. Um, Elaine, I think you were single and struggling when I first met you, mm. and I saw you come from very little to wonderful things, so it's a pleasure to be here today, too. Oh, thank you, and bless you for being here. Now, let's talk a little bit about your humble beginnings, because I know back to the early days of special days, and any of you who have had a special day in this area, you mm-hmm. know very well, special days, bridal and gowns and tuxedos, and, and Georgia is, I mean, when you think of that store, you cannot think, mm-hmm. uh, you cannot think of it and not think of Georgia Chapman. We did start very humbly. Um, in 1986, when um, I had a partner, her name was Shirlene Robinson, and uh, we each put in um, a very small amount of money and then went shopping to try and find merchandise so that we'd have it to sell. And um, she was a believer, and so were we. And so everything got prayed over before we did anything, mm-hmm. including buying decisions on what dresses to buy. And um, there were times that we did not have the funds to buy what we needed, but we stepped out on faith, and God knew, and mm. he provided every time. Um, when we got a little bit bigger, um, we bought some property, hoping that that would be abs- something substantial when the business grew. And uh, little by little, we were able to build, um, thanks to SBA and uh, some <laughs> wonderful bankers here in town, and we were able to build our own building. And um, and Shirlene died. Um, yes. She we had no longer just had signed the paperwork when she was diagnosed um, with uh, incurable brain cancer, and um, she died nine months later. She left the business that day that she got the diagnosis, and I started running the business all by myself. Didn't know. Um, I was the people person in, she was the money in. I learned how to handle money really quick. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's that's where it started from. Um, there were times that I was on my knees praying, Lord, you know that payrolls comes Monday morning and what in the world are we going to do? And he'd give us a wonderful Saturday that was just out of the ballpark, things that we had never even accomplished. I and remember some of those Saturdays. They were it was just so great. Fun. And then where we went to church at the time, somebody challenged us to pray for our um, competition. Mm. Gosh, that was so hard. Um, you know, I felt like some of the people that I was praying for, they weren't honest. They didn't have the integrity. Mm. They weren't believers. And I thought, you know, I'm... I'll do it, but I'll just do it because I know God has commanded me to do it. Mm. And boy, God just started to bless. And that's when we started having prayer time in the store together. 
with our employees. And so we started every day um, 20 minutes early so that we could pray for all the needs of this staff and the needs of the company and the needs of our customers. We'd have customers who'd come in and, I mean, tell us stories that we just couldn't believe. And so we, we can we pray for you? Can we pray? And we'd pray right then and there. Our UPS man uh, prayed to receive the Lord. And, um, that is amazing. Yeah. That um, is amazing. We just started to pray then for our enemies. and um, So he really got delivered then. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, my sorry. gosh. The guy in brown, he got delivered. Yes. <laughs> um, we had such a great time. I remember um, just, those days of prayer, Georgia, mm-hmm. and I remember the salt and the light that you all were there to me and to all of the other employees, and it just makes a tremendous difference in the marketplace. I can't think about the marketplace evangelism without thinking of what you shared. It was prayer. It was just prayer. Absolutely. And when you are obedient and you pray for other people, God just blesses you, Uh, and it comes out of nowhere. It's just the most amazing thing. So... If anybody listening is in business and they think, where am I going to get this next payroll and what's going to happen? I'll just tell you, you just need to pray because God will provide just like he does for your people that come here, a refrigerator mm-hmm. or whatever yes. is needed. And God provides in business, too. The business flourished and mm-hmm. you did very well for many, many years. Yeah. And it's just a, an institution in this community sitting to your left is Larry Cook, Georgia. And Larry uh, goes way back with ABC. I remember times where he would deliver items like shoes to a family that uh, lived over uh, across town and didn't have any tennis shoes. And Larry, to remember that story, well, that was just very touching, wasn't it? That was a wonderful thing, Elaine. You were uh, such a great part of that uh Driving at the time the uh, bus and then recognizing the school bus yeah, yeah the school bus <laughs> and then recognizing the need as, uh, as the little guy walked on the bus and you were concerned enough to notice what his needs were and then kind enough to, to uh, find out that the family actually had just moved to this town and mom and uh, uh, their daughter had uh, basically very very little and um, we had helped them out and. Um, uh, Helped them with some household needs, and then uh, there was a specific need for a uh, pair of tennis shoes, which seems like such a nominal thing, such a minor thing. But what a blessing that was uh, for us to give and for them to receive, I think. You know, I think the one of the great lessons about that story, Larry, is it, it is about being a lifestyle servant. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we talked about not compartmentalizing. Here at yeah. that time, Elaine was driving a bus mm-hmm. and happened to go by and see that this place had no furniture that the special needs child was was coming out of. And within, I think it was 48 hours, 48 hours, hours uh, ABC volunteers donated, what, the kitchen tables oh, and beds, beds and the whole and thing. All yeah. kinds of things. That was wonderful. And, 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 and another part of that story that I think is really cool is Larry invited this family to church. And, Amen. you know, out of the relationship, you know, that's what it's about. It's connecting with the physical, meeting the physical needs that we see out in the community. And I, we probably all see them. Um, and, and then doing something about it. You know, the Lord just touches your heart, and you responded. Larry is uh, is in real estate. Larry works for PMZ, and, and we can say that because this is our show, and we can say that, right? <laughs> anyway. Indeed we can. <laughs> but, uh, Larry, when I think about the American dream, there's nothing wrong with the American dream, is there? No, not at all. I think that it's certainly alive and well and and worthy of pursuit, indeed. And as a Christian, sometimes do you feel like you're 
swimming upstream or going with the flow? You know, it's a funny thing because uh, I, there is no conflict between our walk and uh, and and our job responsibilities unless we see it as such. And it's interesting because if decisions are already made about uh, opportunities, if they come along and they require compromise or capitulation or that kind of – they're just not opportunities that we pursue. Mm-hmm. And, and God blesses enough of those other opportunities. I mean, you want to live by faith, just live by straight commission. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> no kidding, yes. You know, yes. no draw, no, uh, but, but God does provide, and then he uh, – and I, for me, I think that's probably the most exciting and beneficial thing for my spiritual walk because I am always on my knees. There is always a need, and, uh, and God does supply, and so we see uh, him very directly doing it. And, and the great thing for me, and I'm in the commercial end of it, is that I am a part of somebody's – um, uh, rise up in that American dream, so to speak, mm-hmm. not uh, in home ownership on the uh, residential side, right. but on the commercial side, those that provide the jobs that enable people to purchase goods and services and homes. And, and when they need space, be it leasing or selling, uh, we're a part of that uh, building of, uh, of that dream. And if they happen to also, as happens, uh, um, encounter some business reversals, we're a part of helping them to cope with that by downsizing and finding just the right uh, fit for their needs. And I, I think that's an exciting thing to be a part of. Absolutely. That's serving them. You know, and, and, and we are to be salt, and, and we are to be light. And, Larry, I know you would never say this, but I know people that work very closely with you uh, at PMZ, and they they depend on you being there for prayer. They come to you. They look to you. You are an example. You are living uh, you're, you're, you're walking your talk and you're living it out in your everyday life. And we just thank you uh, for your heart to serve. That's a privilege. It's, uh, what, a, what a blessing. You know, this- I'd like to ask you very quickly, Larry, in the context of, of your business, I mean, we're told in Second Corinthians 5.17 and later on moving the next couple of verses that we are ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. We talk about the old is gone, the new has come. But all of us, if we name the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, are ambassadors and what happens through relationships? I mean, I, you know, we, we don't have to bang people over the head with the Bible for them to get the message. How we live our lives um, speaks very loudly. That harkens back to that great quote, you know, uh, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Uh, t- talk to us a little bit about the opportunities that, that you see just on a daily basis to live out and reflect the character of Christ and, and how you see that grow on people. It's interesting because uh, most service businesses are all about relationships, and that's really what we are all about: mm-hmm. is relationships. It is not about the uh, the compensations, not about the, uh, the the deals, so to speak. It's about the relationships, and all other things flow from that. Um, but I think that uh, that absolute honesty is uh, is a hallmark of that, and I I, I think that. Um, not only do we uh, show our love for people and our respect for people by being absolutely honest in all respects um, in terms of the business transaction, but also in terms of their needs. You know, it's so vitally important to listen 
and and to ask the necessary questions, not just well, for example, um, if somebody can do the job better than I, somebody has the resources better than I do, somebody has the inventory, whatever it is, we make we easily pass on for referrals and that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think looking at the person's needs and meeting those needs beyond, uh, I, I think everybody around this table agrees, whether or not we're um, accredited with that, um, we are ultimately right before the Lord in doing so. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a real big, mm. big uh, thing. We don't, I think, realize the impact we have on people when we just live that way. And I'm not drawing attention on myself. It's, it's everybody true. that lives their faith. Uh, Pastor Douglas, as you had mentioned, there is no separation we don't go to church and then come to our workplace and are different people. That's just not the case. Go to work, go to church on Sunday morning and then live like something else the rest of the week. It's not not what we're supposed to do. It's not. Yeah. Al- and actually, I found it's not ultimately beneficial or profitable because I've lived the other way too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this we all have. <laughs> Joining us as well is Pete Baker and, and Pete. We'd love to to hear some of. Uh, uh, the things that you have to share. Now, when we think of Pete Baker and anybody in this area, maybe around the world, I don't know, when you think of Coit Services, um, come on, don't be shy. Um, were, there, were there humble beginnings? And I don't really know, so m- maybe share that with us. Well, yeah, they were pretty humble. You're going to need to move real close. Oh, okay, how's that? That's great. Uh, yeah, Helen, uh, my wife, and I, we started back in 75 on the corner of McHenry and Morris. And uh, we had a little shirt laundry, and that's how we started. And you know, here today I'm blessed being with all the people that I know so well, John and Doctor. And I remember you when a car went through your building at 55 miles. Oh an my hour. goodness! Oh no! <laughs> 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 you know, no, Pat Chavez, Pat and I, we spent a couple of weeks in Israel together and got to know each other. And so, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, business is a blessing because you get to meet people that like these and uh, you know uh, that's just always the best part Um, it's the relationship that you build and you don't realize that you're building relationships until years later I remember the first time I met John Evans and I wasn't sure what to think. <laughs> you know, a lot of people tell us no that. Of you, Pete. Yeah. A lot and of people. And I'm not sure I do yet. <laughs> My wife says, "Can you be a little bit more gentleman, like you, John? <laughs> Stand up and pull the chair out." I said, "Yeah." So that's the impact you left on my wife. <laughs> you know, it's fun. It really is fun to watch uh, the business grow. And I know that you have, and it's successful, and we just rejoice with you in that. Were there any challenges that stand out to you, Pete, as being more so than others? Oh, of course, there's always challenges. You know, you're hiring employees, and you're hiring their families, basically, and their their hurts and you know wants and needs and... You know, and then we deal with the other part of the life, too, where people homes burn and they lose their houses. Mm-hmm. And we have to go in and save everything that we can and work with the insurance companies. And, you know, there are the occasions we walk into a home and there's no insurance. Mm, that's a tough one, huh? Well, it's tough. Yeah, very tough. But, uh, you know, you make a choice in life. Do you help or you don't help? And there are times we have helped, you know. Uh, I remember a gentleman in Oakdale uh, was blind and his niece forgot to pay the uh, fire insurance mm. and the agent lived around the corner and uh, you think he would take the 
two minute walk to say, you know, your your insurance policy wasn't paid and his house burned down. Right. And I know it was such an impact, uh, being eighty years old, blind and losing everything. Mm. The fire department called us and um my workers were so concerned that uh they rallied and rallied around all our suppliers and everything and we rebuilt his house. You know, and uh you know, so things like that, uh you realize what are what's important. And, uh, you know, we walk in, you know, this time of year, there will be a lot of fires the next two, three weeks. Yes, yeah, absolutely. yes, unfortunately. You know, uh, so, uh, in a lot of ways, we do serve a purpose, you know, in, in the kingdom that we don't realize. That's right, that's know. right. You know, Pete, you you have an interesting role, and, and not unlike uh, emergency services and fire and rescue and, and, and medical, where you're uh, meeting people at a point of seemingly no hope. You know, where everything literally has gone up in smoke, their, their lives uh, pretty much, their memories are, are, uh, are gone. And uh, over the years, as, as you've seen that, what, has, what, what effect has that had upon you uh, and your relationship with, uh, with the Lord? Has it helped put things in perspectives at time, looking at other folks and, and seeing where they are and, and then just, uh, you know, counting the blessings that, uh, that you have? Well, of course, because you... Uh... I think what comes to mind was uh, there was a big fire once, and everybody lost their golf clubs. Mm. 450 sets of golf clubs went up in smoke. Wow. Good night. Wow. And you realized how materialistic people were, mm. how the, so important that was, and nothing else mattered, and, and uh, how people were so deceptive mm. about it. Mm. And it was kind of funny in one way. But you know, people lost their whole sense of uh, what's what's important in life, and the that's what I see a lot of times. People worry about the wrong things, mm-hmm. you know. And then you you meet the sincere person that you know, really it's their family Bible that meant a lot to them, and their and their family yes. pictures, and everything else can be replaced. Yeah. And some people do it so well, and uh, the inspiration, and other people do it so bad, and their lives are ruined because all they can think is about the once. Yeah. What do you guys think in the kingdom? I can just picture a scale. You know, golf clubs, Bibles. I mean, as far as what's important in our right, daily, right. daily lives, because I remember that fire beat out at Del Rio Country Club, and some people did some very strange things with their insurance companies and making sure they had better clubs coming out of the backside of the fire than they mm. actually lost mm. in the fire. Yeah. But I, I picture a Bible that uh, my mom just gave me. It's a family Bible. And it's just, it's, it looks like it's almost in ashes. It's, it's so old. And we just wonder how we can maintain the integrity of that that bible and to, to think i probably shine my golf clubs more than i might dust off my bible and read it it might uh, yeah. be a convicting convicting thing indeed indeed you know we are celebrating uh, this week dear friends the the lives and the light of the precious people uh, around the table with us a special evening with boys and girls in the business world as we say and todd agnew uh, asked some straight and very poignant questions to us as believers in christ tie this one into the American dream. It's called My Jesus on Lighthouse Live. Which Jesus do you follow? Which Jesus do you serve? If Ephesians says to imitate Christ, why do you so much like the world Cause my Jesus bled and died He spent his time with thieves and liars 
my Jesus. That's Todd Agnew on Lighthouse Live. You know, that's what we want to be like, don't we? And we have that choice as we go to work day in and day out to be like the world or be like my Jesus. That's a, a great song. Well, friends, you've joined us here on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike Douglas, Elaine Harlan, and just a host of great friends and people, the movers and shakers of this community, I call them. And I tell you what, we do have choices uh, each and every day as we go out into our places of business, into our community. And I know that you have a heart, each of you, for your community. And John Evans, we're going to pick on you because we can. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we think of success, you do. Do, uh, come to mind, John, and I know that you have to be different in, in the world today. You have to you have to shine, and you want to be like your Jesus. I know you do. Don't don't be tongue tied on that. It's a statement, and and you have to be different. That's a nice you have way to, to be, be you have to be different, and you are, and we can all yeah. test to that. But you have a sense you have a sense of community, like. Is second to none because I know that a long time ago in the early days of, of advancing vibrant communities, you got together with people like Pastor Mike Douglas and other businessmen in the area. Pat Chavez is here as well. And your sense of community, your heart to be like Jesus has come through in a mighty way in the way that we have seen God bless the ministry of ABC. You know, it just occurred to me, um, Elaine, that you said it's it's fun, it's recording? exciting. Yes. And that's what I found when I stepped outside the four walls of our of our business, and really started to make contact uh, with our customers, as well as those in our communities who had either telecommunications needs or who had uh, opportunities uh, that might allow me to serve with them on a board or a special uh, committee of such sort. You've been on a board city. of everything, haven't you? Well, I have been. <laughs> I've got a pro- professional board sitter, I guess. And now you're ours. <laughs> And actually, as I was saying earlier when you, we were off the air, is that's where I've met some of the finest people I know in this community and some of my finest friends have been with uh, those that I've served with in various uh, aspects or in various ways in this uh, this city and this county. And I count them all as uh, special people in my life, and my life's been impacted by, by each of them, as, as well as I hope I have impacted them in, in one fashion or another. Pat and I go back probably 10 years when we got together and, installed a phone system for the Modesto Gospel Mission for Vernon Barbara Dethridge's ministry, yes. and uh, we've been friends ever since. We currently serve together on, on this board, the Advancing Vibrant Communities yes. uh, Board, and I would call Pat a very uh, special friend in, in, indeed, and it's been great to serve with him. You cannot outserve this man. He has got the biggest indeed. heart. Amen. You think Pat Pete Baker's got a big heart. There's a bigger heart just to your left, Pete. Pat, Indeed. that means that you need to scoot right on in and, and share with us as well. But you know what I'd like to say, Lane? I, I just I grew up in, in a small community. Al, you and I were talking about that uh, earlier, Patterson, where my, my grandfather started our uh, our family business in 1913 with about $1,200 and uh, a few miles of copper wire and uh, <laughs> a few telephone poles. And if they aren't driving cars into their businesses, they're hitting... <laughs> They're hitting oh telephone God. poles, right, Pat? And they don't hit telephone poles between 8 and 5. They hit them when the bars close between uh, or, on a holiday or, or on a holiday or vacation. So, yeah, we used to meet special needs situations out yes. at these car pole accidents. But what what I saw in my, my parents' life was that it was a seamless walk between their family, their community, their church, and all aspects of what happened uh, in our lives uh, in, in Modesto. They did not compartmentalize, as you were saying a few minutes ago, uh, Pastor Douglas. So it was not a choice when I grew up 
because that's what was modeled. You know the uh, the um, commercial where the little girl or maybe it's a little boy sitting with their father and they're lathering up a peanut butter sandwich, not mm. lathering up, spreading the peanut butter on it, and, and the father folds it over, and, and the little girl or little boy says, why'd you do it that way, Daddy? And he said, because that's the way my daddy did it. Mm. And that's exactly mm. the way yeah. I grew up. I was kind of a peanut butter fold over kid, so it wasn't anything to my credit. But then when I came to know the Lord, yes. it all of a sudden gave it new meaning and purpose to be engaged in community, not just in business, but in the community in which you live and get to serve as a business person. And so it's just been, it's, it's where all the fun is. I understand why Jesus did not spend a lot of time in the synagogues. Yes, amen. amen. Because all the action is out in the communities in which right. we live in. <clears throat> and that's where the lost are. This is kind of a, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it was not an aha moment. It really is just the obvious. If we follow and live out a life like Jesus would, then I think it leads us to the places in our community where we can serve. Well, yeah, he had such an incredible balance. Mm, yes. You know, there, there was a time for being in the temple. And, yes. and, uh, and, and sharing knowledge and, and edifying. But there's also a time to get outside the, the four walls and, and, and meet the needs. And, and that's where people saw Christ. I mean, they didn't follow him. The droves didn't follow him because of what he said in the temple. They followed him because he touched their need. And they saw his compassion, his love, and his grace, and his, his mercy in action. Uh, before we go to Pat, uh, you know, I'll tell a little story here on John. And John, I think, have been <laughs> getting each other into trouble for, what, oh, 11 wow. years? Quite some, time, Quite some now. time now. One of the things I appreciated about John, and I think it was the first phone call that I got from him, uh, we actually were trying to get, I mean, we were praying about getting believers to run for the school board. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, a, a, th- a thought, you know, I was just kind of, Green behind the ears, fat, dumb, and happy new pastor in town. I thought, well, let's just have a meeting and and you know get some Christians to run. And, and people looked at me with shock and awe and askance and all of that. But anyway, <laughs> they, they still don't. Like they yeah. Yeah. You said Not that. much has changed over that. <laughs> but they said you got to call John Evans because he would be interested not in running but in in helping this effort. So I left a message for John, and I, I remember distinctly that first phone call I got. He says, "What are you going to do?" I said, we're going to have a meeting and, and introduce people to each other. We're going to have a little training on, on how uh, Christians can come, become involved in, in, in politics. And, and one of the things he said that it always stuck out of my mind, and it, it dates back to one of our philosophies here at, at Advanced Environment Communities, he says, you know, if you're just going to talk about it, I'm not interested. Wow. But if you're going to do it, oh, yeah. if you're going to really do it, I'm on board. And, you know, we kind of adopted Nike's motto, just do it. And so one of the things I appreciate about your spirit, John, is let's just do it. You know, Jesus just, he saw the blind man and he just went, he touched the blind man. You know, he saw the woman at the well and he he engaged with her. He didn't go through a lot of fall to roll. He didn't say, I got to, you know, I got to check with my membership committee to see if you're okay to come into the church. He said, you're in. I love you. Mike, can't you see in, in Christ clothing uh, back 2,000 years ago that there was a little Nike swoosh? Yeah. yeah. On it. yeah. yeah. It doesn't show up anywhere, I'm, yeah, but I'm man. sure it was there because you're absolutely heart. right. On, on his, his heart. heart. Well, well, and, yeah. Speaking right. Elaine, of Elaine of just do it, guys, uh, you know, Pat Chavez is uh, as, uh, really a, a talent for responding to God. And the, before I introduce Pat here, there's, there's a wonderful uh, verse that we refer to a lot, Elaine, and mm. in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace 
in its various forms. And I think if, you know, if, if there's someone who, who lives this out, who says, hey, everything I have is God's, and I'm just going to follow his cue, you know, it's, uh, it, it's Pat. Now that That's I've right. buttered him up, Elaine, you can... Um, well, you, you can know, go at it and, and to, pull the rug out right out. And, and you know, too, Pat, I think about, you know, we, we struggle with, we want the church to be relevant, don't we, in, in today's society. And you do that. You walk it out. You live it out. And just like the peanut butter sandwich thing that John spoke about, you do that for your children and your grandchildren. Thank God for you. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, advancing vibrant communities to me has just been such a such a godsend. I wasn't raised in a Christian home um, the parenting that I had, they did the best that they could, but it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a, uh, a family that uh, it was a family that kind of existed in, in, in more than 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 mentored. And uh, when I came to know the Lord after I was married, I, I was very fortunate. There was some great uh, believers that got a hold of me and just kind of loved me and told me what to do, and uh, I was naive enough just to believe them and do it. And and I wasn't tainted by the religious thing. I was I was brought in fresh and new. And I think what I appreciate most about people like Pete and Robert Chin here and John Evans that I that I know, um, these guys aren't doing things to be good people. These things are doing things. They they do these things because they have a good God that is right. directing their lives. And it isn't for their personal recognition. I don't believe. I think it's for the meeting the needs of the others because they're compelled to by their their love of God and God directing them in their lives. I love church. I love my church. Big Valley Grace is a, is a great church, and, and Pastor Rick is doing a, a great job there. But as great as the church is, there is... There is so much more that we need to do outside the four walls of the church. I, I was never recruited uh, to come to church. Um, I wasn't taught by church people how to do church. Um, the thing, um, I, I remember my dad, when he found out I was going to church, he, he, he asked me a question, and, and, and this is the honest truth. He says, how much does it cost to join, <laughs> and, and what do you do there? And uh, a sincere question, and there are a lot of people on the outside that, that, you know, they look at church and they think, well, we don't belong, I'm not like them, uh, I'm not religious like them, right. and they are making the separate, separation there. But for believers through AVC or whatever method they choose to get outside the four walls of the church and and, and take off this facade, the separation, and, and, you know, I think about Jesus leaving the 90 and 9 and going after the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only do you go after the one that was yours that's, that strayed, but you go out looking for more sheep. And, uh, and, and, and what a blessing AVC is to me as a, as a grandpa and as a dad to be able to model for my kids and my grandkids, this is what Christianity is all about. It isn't just be good and don't do bad and and you know dress nice on Sunday and learn this song and 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 know how to pray and learn how to be respectful to the little old lady but you know what if 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 that lady uh if that lady needs help taking her garbage can to the curb That's right. mm-hmm. if that little old lady needs help uh getting her groceries home if 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 this man that's worked his whole life um 
now his strength is waning and and his energy is gone but but you're there to help him clean his garage or give him a or just those type of realistic small things uh make such a difference and it lets people know that hey we are wanted that god loves them that you're not putting the distance between them and 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 church that we are inviting them in so Absolutely. Pat, we love you. You have a heart as big as Texas, and we'll be right back right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? activating those resources, and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine: to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do no donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. 
volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you live on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas, Elaine Harlan, and our prayer intercessor, Mr. Al Ramsey, we cannot do without, and a whole host of friends joining us as well. You know, who does not know and love Dr. Robert Chin? I mean, we are so glad that you took time out of your busy schedule uh, to join us, Robert, and we thank you. And it is just an extreme blessing to have you on the board of directors here at ABC as well as out in the community and, and, and just tremendously affecting lives the way that you do. Well, it's my pleasure, Elaine, to be here and to be with all of uh, all of you, whom I greatly enjoy and feel privileged to sit around the table with. Dr. Robert Chin uh, generously gives of his time and his talents, and uh, the volunteers who have received our, our newsletters from ABC, um, we attribute that work uh, to Dr. Robert Chin because uh, you made that possible, and we just appreciate you. did such a great job on that, by the way. Well, tell you what, that was a new and challenging adventure that I'd never done before. <laughs> so I'm just lucky there's such thing as an, an Internet that uh, puts a lot of these things together for me. So i surprise surprised uh, that I could even put one out. Well, Robert, as you go out into the community and you interview the people and the stories that we read about in your letter, uh, what what ideas, what things cross your mind as you talk to these people? You meet both the people in need and the people who serve those needs. Well, it's uh, tremendously rewarding to hear these stories firsthand. Uh, these are stories of really relationships that have been built uh, based on compassion and care and reaching out. And so they are deep, uh, genuine, heartfelt relationships that have developed sometimes in a very short period of time. But uh, certainly these people will tell you that it's what has made their, as what's greatly enriched their lives. And to hear their story uh, is uh, very enriching for me personally. You know, as you serve, as you treat your many patients, um, you have the opportunity, Robert, within the doctor's office, if you will, to be that light and be that salt. And not everyone who comes through your doors is a believer. But somehow you take that opportunity as you're treating the patient for whatever uh, the individual has or needs. I know that you are a praying doctor because we've sent patients to you, and you've, uh, you've actually prayed with some of them who are open to that. Well, Elena, I, I feel real privileged that I'm part of a Christian medical group, and so all of my partners uh, believe very much in the power of Christ in the uh, medical environment, and we get together to pray for patients as well as our staff on a, on a weekly basis. We uh, feel that that's an important part of uh, how we are to serve with our patients. Uh, for me personally, I've, I've sometimes told people that I, I felt that I'm just really so fortunate in that I spend 
15-minute blocks with each of my friends during the day as I get to see them and greet with them and chat with them. Mm -hmm. And it is the rewarding part of my practice to be able to establish uh, some contact and connection with uh, people. And so, uh, and sometimes these are situations in crises or in need, and so we have to get real deep and personal real quick. What would you say, Robert, to other people in your field, other doctors, uh, and people in the community? Uh, how would you encourage them, especially the body of Christ, as they are in the marketplace from day to day, and they uh, go out and, and live this out, live out the Christian walk? How would you encourage them? You know, I, I think whether it's in the medical field or in any field, um, to me, a, a real key to know if if in our workplace we're expressing the gifts that God's given to us mm. and and in the center of his calling or not is whether we're experiencing joy mm. in our work. Mm. And uh, at, at, at times when, I, when I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling uh, hassled and, and, and irritated, uh, then I know I, I am not doing this in the power of Christ. I, I know that I need to make a change at that point. But a good gauge for me is if I can enjoy the people that I interact with, if I can enjoy what I'm doing, uh, then then I'm serving them uh, with the love of Christ. And he wants us to serve with joy, doesn't he? George is agreeing. And let's twist that microphone back around because the, the hour is getting away from us very quickly here. And, and Georgia, what words of encouragement or special prayer requests that you have that you'd like to pass along? Boy, I would say every day needs to be bathed in prayer. That's the whole thing. If you can start out your day with prayer, God will just um, line up your steps and uh, make sure that he takes you where he wants you to go that day. And it's not, you know, you don't have to be afraid of change. And now some people are just very um, worried about changes, and you don't have to be afraid of change when you walk daily with the Lord. Change is a good They're thing. They're great. It's, a, it's exciting. It's fun. In every yeah, aspect of our is. life. It is. Thank you so much for being here. Georgia Chapman, Larry Cook, Pete Baker, Robert Chen, John Evans, Pat Chavez, Al Ramsey, Pastor Mike Douglas, friends at home, thank you for listening wherever you are. And until next time, may God continue to bless you.